But hello, uh, my name is Christopher Elwert, uh, and I am here with uh, Abigail Leonardo. Um, we are both education majors at uh, Kutztown, uh, English education majors, um, and we are going to be discussing the uh, validity of using uh, comic books in a classroom setting for uh, as a means to teach students. Uh, so, uh, Abby, uh, we had this conversation before in the past, right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I remember, if I remember right, um, when I first brought up the idea, because I, I was always on board for uh, using comic books, um, you were a little bit more apprehensive, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I didn't think that graphic novels would be able to convey the same message that traditional texts would. Um, I mean, as well as I didn't think they took um, as much critical thinking as traditional texts would. Um, however, after talking to you, I'm <laughs> a little more open about it. Um, yeah. I still remain need to be convinced a little bit more, I would say, though. Okay. Uh, and that's very much a like common um, response to the idea of uh, comic books in the classroom. Um, now, my argument is and continues or is, was, and continues to be um, that I want in my personal uh, English classroom to have uh, like graphic novel um, versions of any major text that we're reading that. Um, they, that might have a graphic novel version of it, um, more as a resource in the classroom, um, not as a substitution for the reading, but as a supplemental uh, for students who are going to be struggling with the um, reading comprehension portion of uh, the text anyway. Um, this might just be a way into the book that um, they otherwise would not uh, seek out themselves. If they're told to read, hey, we're going to be reading, um, I'm going to use the example of um, Kill a Mockingbird, because I know there's a graphic novel version of that. Um, it's a classically taught uh, book in um, the uh, secondary education. Um, that's a really difficult book to get into, especially with like the themes that it uh, tackles. Um, I think having that graphic novel version there as just a, this is something you could have, um, like you, th this is something that can get you into it. If you following along with this, at least getting the broad strokes of the story, we can work on filling in the finer details together. Right. So would it, it wouldn't replace the novel necessarily? No. Um, not at least for the way that I plan to use graphic novels. Um, however, um, I do see instances of like the graphic novels like that are on their own, like their own entity um, that might be beneficial in teaching, even if it isn't in a full con, like, like if it isn't a full novel in itself. Um, a good example, actually, that would be the uh, the mouse comics that um, have been that are fighting a uh, book ban in what is it Tennessee? I don't know the yeah. exact. There was a it's a book ban of that. It's a uh, for anyone who doesn't know a graphic novel depicting um, 
the events of World War II uh, and the Holocaust um, in a graphic novel setting, um, and it has received uh, pushback from uh, groups for depicting the violence and the uh, horrific nature of the um, Holocaust, but the question then becomes, are they banning it because they don't want people to know about the Holocaust or are they banning it because of like, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky situation. I am not for that book being banned. If anything, I think that is a prime example of a book that absolutely needs to be taught in the classroom. For sure. For sure. Um, my only concern would be that, so would you have these um, graphic novels out in the open like my concern would be that the students are like oh I'm not gonna read this novel let me just go get to the graphic novel and flip through it real quick and then I'm good I don't have to read the the original novel or would it be something that you work with them for like understanding and then you would bring out the graphic novel um so in my personal idea of how this would work in a classroom um I would probably have the graphic novels on hand probably not like in the open like as you say for the like the students to just pick up if they want it uh more so if I know that I have a student who is struggling with reading who is just oh. not upper, like comprehending the subject material at all or is not really making an effort to at that point it's like hey I know you're having trouble with this why don't we try it in this approach instead okay that would be the way that I would approach that Right. That would make a lot more sense because I would just be concerned about people wanting to mm -hmm. take that shortcut. Um, another another uh, concern that I often hear people bring up when I express this interest in using these graphic novels in a classroom is um, the limiting of the reader's interpretation where if they are given a graphic novel that shows exactly what the characters look like, exactly what the setting looks like, uh, what does that leave in terms of their ability to interpret meaning for themselves, right. uh, which is a very fair criticism and one that I think you, uh, if, if you go about this route of using graphic novels, um, you need to be upfront with your uh, students about. It's like, hey, this is supplemental. At the end of the day, I'm going to be testing you on the actual book itself. Like, that's what the curriculum is saying that we're reading. That's what you really ought to be reading. Mm -hmm. um, this is just to help you get, uh, like, garner some more interest. Um, but also having the conversation of the limitations of graphic novels. Reading this book is going to, reading it in this format is surrendering your ability to use your imagination and derive the meaning yourself. Um, you're, you, you are looking at another person's interpretation of this story. Okay, that would make a lot more, like being upfront, I think would definitely mm -hmm. change the game. Um, I recently had a class where I was assigned a graphic novel and I actually thought I about this conversation <laughs> um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, I will admit. And it was not only faster to read but I was able to go back and find specific things easier and pull from that text um so I definitely can see the benefits of it and as long as it's more 
supplemental, like you said, then I think it would definitely be a successful thing. In may, the may I ask what the graphic novel was that you read for the class and what yes, class it, it was? was um, it, the class was um, leadership, uh, communication perspective. Um, we had to read Delivering Happiness, which was um, a book about um, the company Zappos and okay. how his, um, the owner, creator, um, founder, <laughs> um, was able to become successful. So he broke it down into different um, stages and whatnot, and very much emphasized the importance of the happiness of your employees and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so it wasn't so much uh, a not like a novel base, like of what more so we would be teaching, but yeah, I still definitely enjoyed it. I think a lot more than, cause he does have a, um, like a traditional uh, novel for it. Like he does yeah. have a, a okay. traditional writing, but I think if I was to read that, I think a lot of it would go over my head. <laughs> um, and can I ask in terms of like your experience with that graphic novel, um, mm-hmm. one of the things that um, I think a graphic novel might have like lend over a traditional novel is the ability to interpret the imagery within. Like there is a, there's an entire um, like codex of like color theory and like symbol uh, symbolism and like all these things that just like um, are relevant to a uh, literature classroom mm-hmm. um, that are kind of tucked more into the visual, like visual arts, visual um, aspect of the medium. Um, when reading the uh, co- the uh, graphic novel at any point, um, did you like stop to like consider how the images that you were seeing were like presenting the information? Like, did it um, did it feel like disjointed at any point? Did it like help to like further emphasize the I would say overall if anything it definitely helped by further emphasizing points um I think it would be more difficult to pick out things like symbolism Mm -hmm. or any anything like figurative language or anything like that um however my thought would be that going through this graphic novel, if say I was in a classroom with with a, a teacher or whichever, um, and they went through it with me, I think they definitely would be able to pick out um, things that the author had used to create so, those. So that wasn't really a folk, like your, your teacher for this class didn't really even focus on the like visual, like it wasn't like a, hey, let's dissect this image. It was more, let's right. dissect the, okay. Because exactly. that's that's something that I think if you're going to use the medium, you need to be using the entire medium, you know, um, where um, if you're go- if you have the um, if you have the illustrated ver- uh, illust- like if you have illustrations in front of you, um, nothing that an author or artist or what have you like anything that they put in there. Yeah, it's a like conscious choice. The word <laughs> choice they use, the like images that they draw, um, nothing is really an accident in that regard. 
So I think it's worthwhile, like even if you're doing a uh, the graphic novel as a substitute, like as a um, supplementary piece, I think it's worth talking with the students who are reading the graphic novel to like consider, hey, they colored this character's shirt red. Like, is there any significance to that? Like, um, what might that mean in terms of um, the character's personality or anything in that regard? Right, and I have um, in the separate class, like more and more so, I've found that um, professors are using graphic novels, which is kind mm -hmm. of cool. Um, and in um, a class I had taken previously, Native American women writers, um, they had used a graphic novel. And in that graphic novel, there was a bunch of different stories, but the one um, had been emphasizing the color bread and how that was um, significant to the Native American people. Um, so before we, like, while we discussed it, my professor went out of her way to explain like, oh, this is what red means to them. And then when we went back and looked at it, you could like point out every single like use that the author had made with that color made sense, like with her story, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's a fantastic, like that's, that is dead on what I think needs to happen in terms of like bringing these mediums into the uh, classroom and what you what needs to be done. Like it needs, it needs to be taken as a serious, like um, a serious literature format. Um, mm -hmm. I, uh, when we, like, when we had this conversation last, um, we were in the hallways on, uh, in Lytle and we got stopped by, uh, Professor, uh, Dr. DeLong, mm -hmm. um, who took an interest in our conversation and was, like, uh, adding, um, her own, uh, inputs to what we were saying. Uh, the one thing that she pointed out was, like, the teaching of actual comic books, not even, mm -hmm. like, graphic novel uh, iterations of like Lord of the Rings or uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, but like Superman, Batman, like mm -hmm. for looking into these like honest, like cultural icons, really. Like you, you can't really deny that these characters have an impact on modern culture, on mo like Go, go to a movie theater. You'll, you'll be hard-pressed to not find a superhero movie. Um, so um, I think it's also relevant to, like, take a look at some of these more um, pop culture kind of comic books. Um, I think it would be a really fascinating thing to, like, study Superman, the character of Superman from his creation to where he is now and what things changed about what it means to be a super man like how has the cultural like um ideas of like the strongest per like how is how has that changed what are some still like problematic things that might be lurking in like embedded in that kind of framework like i think that that would be an interesting like dissection like taking it like decade by decade we're gonna we're gonna examine these comic books and we're gonna examine these comic books and then we're gonna get to modern day yeah that's something honestly that I've never thought about and like hearing that like I know for a fact that that student interest would be yeah. over the top you know yeah. like and and we could easily like you said like 
analyze the cultural differences or um, because obviously Superman has been around for quite a bit. So we mm-hmm. could see how that perception has changed or even go from, oh, like comparing Superman with Superwoman and like mm-hmm. taking all of these different themes together. And that's that's something I've never really thought about bringing into the classroom. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah. I and think it would almost have to be a class in and of itself. Like, I don't know if you could right. put that as a like specifically like the general literature class. I think it needs to be like almost like a comic book study, like elective. Right. Like that. And like, even like talking about it, like makes me excited. So like, I can't <laughs> even imagine what, like what the students would think like, oh my gosh, we're, we're learning about Marvel comics. Like, yeah, yeah like, let me do that. <laughs> um. But yeah, it, it's definitely like um, one uh, one thing that I've always just seen, though, is like um, you need to be able to defend the decisions you make in a classroom. Like if you're going to if you're going to do this comic book class, like you're going to have uh, t- like parents coming up to you. It's like, why am I sending my kid to this school mm-hmm. to read Spider-Man? Like um, so like it's one of those things that it's something that needs to be defendable and I think the um kind of like surmising the conversation we've had so far like um being able to point to the benefits of the visual medium like becoming more like visually literate in terms of like visual symbols use of color uh things in that regard um but also just like the cultural impact of like um these kinds of um especially with the, with the Superman idea, like the uh, cultural impacts of the characters and stories that you're telling and how these are like modern and relevant and like important. Right. Um, thinking, I'm trying to, I'm thinking we're kind of getting to a wrapping up point. I just don't know if you've got anything else to add or. Um, I would say, um, um, like just thinking through it all that another, um benefit of it would be for those who absolutely despise reading um because we do we always are going to have at least one of those students who Mm -hmm. are like no I don't want to do this and will be very stubborn in that mindset so I think that would be very beneficial for them as well as um it would also, I feel like, address um, different learning styles, which I think is extremely important because not everybody learns the same way as we've yeah. <laughs> as we've learned. Um, so more and more so, I'm I am finding the benefits of your graphic novel teaching, and I am slowly coming <laughs> on to your side. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push you towards it if it's something you're apprehensive of, but I definitely <laughs> will. Uh, plan to be utilizing these techniques in my own classroom. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, to our listeners, uh, thank you so much for um, tuning in, as we will say. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, this is an ongoing conversation, not only like between uh abby and myself but also in just the education scene as a whole so i look forward to seeing what the future of education has to hold in this regard